0: welcome and thank you for joining us on the instructor podcast Where every week we're joined by experts and innovators leaders and game changers so we can hold a mirror up at the instructor industry and see where we can improve and raise our standards so if you're ready we'll make a start Thank you again for joining us today on the Instructor Podcast. If you're enjoying these podcasts, make sure you hit subscribe or follow, so they'll go direct into your feed every Sunday. Today, in this episode, we are joined by the wonderful uh, Chris Benstead. Now, in this episode, we have quite a, a long, varying chat covering a whole host of topics around the industry. but. The main protocol was to talk about the DITC, the Driver Instructor Training Collective. And Chris goes uh, into quite a lot of detail about that, about what benefits provided. And there's some awesome benefits from that, by the way. And also talks about what his long-term goals for it and and what the goals are short-term as well. And he shares his um, quite forthright views on the industry. So we'll hope you enjoy this one and uh, we'll make a start. (music) So today we are joined by the wonderful and lovely Chris Benstead. How are you today, Chris?
1: I'm good, thank you. Especially after a wonderful and lovely, that's even better.
0: I, uh, I make a point of choosing them specific for the person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am glad that you're well. Um, what I'd like to do is ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself, rather than mainstream research. So you want to tell me a little bit about your background and about what you're up to now? Yeah, sure.
1: Uh, so uh, I, I'm just a driving instructor, which is what I always start with when people ask what I do, because it's a list. Um, but I'm a driving instructor who's managed to be in the right place at the right time throughout. Um, so I started the first Facebook group for driving instructors. Uh, I'm a driving. I'm I'm an ADI PDI, and I'm on Facebook. Um, and uh, I then. Went from doing that to being able to go on Sky News and, and talk for instructors when uh, learners were being allowed on motorways, and, and that was brilliant, and I got there because I said yes, um, 10 other instructors have said no, um, and then, you know, there's other opportunities along the way, and I've, yeah, I've, I've made a, a good habit of being in the right place at the right time, but I started being an instructor, what, 13 years ago, and I've done the, the you know, national franchise, I've been independent and I now run Better Driver Training. Uh, We've got a growing number of instructors. I think we've got seven at the moment um, with a couple of PDIs coming through, depends where in the process everybody is. Um, But yeah, so, you know, that's that's going really well. I'm now not on the road. I'm doing uh, theory training one-to-one on Zoom. So I'm spending my life looking at a Zoom screen and uh, that's awesome hugely under supported in the industry, and I'm doing that for other instructors. So we're doing it under theory test explained, and other instructors are sending me pupils that need a bit of help, particularly those with dyslexia, autism, uh, memory issues, because that's one of my one of my specialist subjects, uh, helping people remember stuff. Um, and yeah, so we're working, working through, through those things. And then out of um, the, the ashes of the uh, of, of COVID and you know, national lockdowns, we launched the driving instructor and trainers collective, um, which is a, a platform for driving instructors um, from in an industry where we're all isolated, as we know, and we you know, lockdown proved that even more, but can really come together. But we we've never really had those platforms to come together on. We've always kind of been floating around somewhere and and ad hoc little groups or satellites and and there's not been a, a, a strong platform. And um, we've always looked towards the DVSA to provide that. Wrongly, and they drew a real line in the sand and said, you know, we regulate, you know, we make sure you meet the minimum standard. We provide the minimum standard. I've never met an instructor who wants to be providing minimum standard. There's some that struggle to, you know, to fight the other challenges that, that we have, um, and some that haven't found the path yet, but they, they all want to do their best. So why are we looking downwards? Um, so that's, the, yeah, the DITC in a nutshell is, is going to be, um, it's changing rapidly, but it's going to be a platform a communication hub for instructors to find stuff useful stuff um, and to to hopefully bring people together I am uh, you know th- thanks to Neil Peak from uh, ADI NJC we had a chat at the beginning of uh, the the first lockdown uh, a, you know, group of the NJC and myself and and he said um, would you call yourself a middleman and I said that's exactly it I have always been. I've been the person who goes, "Oh, you're doing that, and you're doing that. You should talk." Yeah. And I, I see the the DITC being the middleman for the industry or, or woman. I, I'm non-gender specific with when it comes to the DITC, but uh, <laughs> but yeah.
0: I mean, the the DITC is it's sort of the big thing I brought you on to speak about today. But there's also a lot a lot of meat to pick the bones to pick off the bones there <laughs> but before I even get into all that I would like to ask everyone the, to think back to their driving test this is something that I'm always interested in looking back at your driving test and when you learnt to drive those, those many many moons ago um, what are your thoughts then as in um, how do you recollect your lessons how did you handle your test and and you know sort of how is it different now?
1: Mm. I, I, I love that I think um, I always try to reflect back. I was talking to a, a PDI yesterday um, and, and she sort of said, well, my lessons were like this. I didn't really get on with the instructor. He shouted at me lots, but I got there. And you think it shouldn't have been like that. Yeah. But people do. And, you know, that's what I don't want to be. So I often reflect back. Um, I was actually lucky. It was a, a friend of the family, my brother's godmother, um, who was a you know qualified instructor, really good reputation um and she 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 was one of those people that was able to shout in a good way you know she she'd have a pop at you but but not really mean it um it was attitude uh, it was bants as we would say nowadays <laughs> but then then we didn't know what that was um and you know i i i'm not a good driver and i still i say that now i've learned to be a good driver uh when i started doing my training to become an instructor uh my my trainer said you know why do you want to be an instructor and I said, because I'm good with people. I don't particularly like people, but I'm good with people. I came from retail. That breaks it out of you. And uh, and I I I like systems. I like making stuff simple, breaking it down into into bits. So I thought I'd be good at it. And he looked at me as if I'd said something wrong. And I thought, oops, you know, maybe it's not the job for me. He said, everyone always says either I like driving or I'm good at driving. And I went, no, I'm rubbish. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) So, um, and and that's, you know, from the very beginning. So doing my L test, it took me a a little while, not not a huge amount of time. I managed to sprain my ankle hanging off a a balcony halfway through. So that (laughs) delayed things. Um, And, you know, I I was, yeah, I I kind of got it, but I was never good. Mm. Uh, But got to my test sailed through, wasn't a problem, because I, I got on really well with the examiner. <laughs> he was really chatty. And he, they were no- notorious, the two local examiners. You know, I got the nicer one of the two, but they were both you know, notorious for, for their attitude. Um, and we were just chatting about his son and the fact he was an ex-boxer. Ex, um, uh, um, and within a couple of minutes, I kind of went, yeah, I feel relaxed. And... I think what I learned from that was because I'd taken a bit longer, having sprained my ankle, lots of private practice. I, I was a driver taking that L test. I wasn't someone who was hoping to pass. I, I'd done that because it had been forced upon me. You know, I wasn't able to have lessons for a bit and, and that sort of thing. And I think that's what I've carried forwards is that you need to be relaxed to be good enough. Um, and if you can, can make it about real life, that's, you know, I, I got that from my driving. It was never about the test because I was out driving with my dad doing practice because I wasn't able to have lessons at one point. So yeah, I I think that was really, that's the stuff that I, I, when I reflect back, um, I don't know if I I realized it then, but I felt very relaxed with the driving, um, and then I got a Ford Escort. So, you know,
0: I didn't fit the stereotype, <laughs> but it, the, the car was cool. Uh, it's some, inter- well, uh, yeah, some interesting points there, actually. I'm going to just tell a little story, actually, because um, when you're talking there about being relaxed with the examiner, I do think that makes a, a significant difference. I mean, that shouldn't be why you pass off a test. You know, no one can ever use that as a reason, but I do think it makes a difference. And mm. I think back to my... So I took the old style part three to become an instructor and I failed the first attempt and the passed second. First attempt, nothing wrong with the examiner. I don't blame the examiner. She was pleasant, but I never felt comfortable. The second one put me at straight away, right from walking out the door with us. She never once spoke about the test. So we got in the car and I felt completely and I, and I blitzed it. And I think that's a really good thing. But just were you're talking about your tests as well, uh, getting on with the examiner, I'm going to do a podcast one day about my experience at passing the driving test because I was atrocious and I didn't get on with the examiners. <laughs> and they always did stupid stuff. Like one of them, I got in the wrong car, um, which you wouldn't expect to do on your driving test. But I remember it, I was learning in a black Ford Fiesta and it just had L plates on. And when I come out of the test center, well, they they'll park on the Made Road and there were two next to each other. And I'm like, I don't know which is which. But I know, I'll press the button, whichever one opens, That's mine. So I pressed it. First one flashed. I got in and I'm like cramped up behind the steering wheel. I think something's not right here. And the examiner opened the other door and I went, I think you're in the wrong car. Yeah, I think I might be. (laughs) Then I remember when I got in the correct car and I said to the examiner, "Um, what did I say to her? Jokingly, I went, is there any point in me taking my test now? And they went, just drive. (laughs) 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 Well, yeah, okay. And I failed that one, oddly enough.
1: And it... You, I, I think it's really important, and we both said it. And, and it's not about the examiner. It's not about fault. It's not saying it's to do with them. But if you can feel relaxed, that shows that you feel confident in a way. It's a test, but you, you feel confident. Um, I, I did my minibus test. Uh, the examiner came out yeah, re- relatively recently. It was an ADI. Um, and the uh, examiner came out and said, uh, Christopher? And I said, yes, but can you call me Chris? Otherwise, it means I'm in trouble. And at that moment, the whole world froze. Um, <laughs> I looked at my trainer. He looked at me. And, and we just kind of went, oops. <laughs> uh, she, she didn't appreciate it. Um, I, I, yeah, I think I probably should have known better. But I was just being relaxed and me. And that atmosphere didn't help me and it's just about how you feel you know um i'm a big one for desensitizing the 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 test center so that you're not it's not all about that um it's one of the things that i have thrown back at me on a regular basis is um i did a talk about nlp neurolinguistic programming yeah um and uh i i was lots of stuff that I was talking about and then it was one of those throwaway questions where someone said you know um, what how do you use words to to get a a subconscious message across and I said uh, one of the things I do is when I'm going past the test center. I say we're going we're just going to go past the test P A W S -S 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 the test. And you can pause. You can make it sound like anyone should have heard it but didn't. Um, Pass the test centre, and I swear that that kind of helps you feel people get this positive association. Whether it does or not, I don't care, because it works. I feel more relaxed. I kind of find it funny, so I'm laughing to myself that I've got this one past them, um, and I think it helps. And that's the one that people always quote back to me and go, I've been using that. Ever since you said it, and that was yeah, it must be eight, nine, ten years ago, Um, and you know, it's it's things like that that if you've got this positive association, if you've got you know instructors that can make their pupils feel relaxed, um, you know, I I figured out you don't play the um, Imperial March from from (laughs) Star Wars when the uh, examiner walks in the room. Um, I, I thought it was funny.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm guessing the examiner I, didn't.
1: <laughs> I, it was. We were just having a laugh about the fact that they should all have their theme tune when they walk in. And yeah, well, what would the theme tune be? And I pushed the button just as the door opened. Um, they, they, no, we we had a laugh about it. It was fine, and I seem to remember they did pass. Um, but I, I got one of those. You know, don't push your luck looks.
0: Uh, but
1: they're quite common. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: used to that. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, I'd, I'd never considered using the word... I mean, I think part of it is my accent. I probably can't differentiate between past and past. I probably can't. Do,
1: we, we prefer the A's down this way,
0: don't we? It's a, yeah. it's a, hard, a, hard, a harder A. Uh, um, it's the grass. But, I mean, I think the other key thing is, like you said there, it's, it's, it's the... They're putting them at ease and they're familiarizing them with the 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 tests that there the around the idea of a test. But I'd love to just get your opinion on the word failure for a second, because I'm always I'm always sort of split into ways. And for me, I think it depends on the student. Because if if I've got someone that's really anxious about that, I'll tend to use the word failure more just to take the edge off it, so that take away not negative connotations, but. I don't know i think i get some people i think i'm not gonna say that word because i think that's gonna have more of a, a harsh impact. i'd love to hear your thoughts on that
1: mm, I, uh, I i i like that um i pre my, my i qualified as a clinical hypnotherapist i'm not quite sure what that title really means because i've never really done it and then realized putting people in a trance in the car wasn't a good idea <laughs> um but during that i discovered nlp so pre-nlp Um, I, I would have said I, I wasn't good with failure, but I did it quite a lot. Um, I didn't achieve the, I didn't, you know, manage to reach the stars with, with what I was trying to do. I was all right. I got by Jack of all trades kind of thing. I was good at stuff, but I didn't find anything I excelled at. So therefore I probably failed at everything because I didn't get there. Mm. Uh, NLP, one of the one of the the presuppositions is that there is no failure, only feedback. So you're on a driving lesson and you think we'll have a go at this technique and it doesn't work. That you haven't failed at that technique. You've just figured out something that doesn't work. It's the whether he said it or not, it's the Edison quote of, you know, he found 10,000 ways not to make a light bulb. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Questionable, but uh, (laughs) that, that approach of going, actually, there isn't, there isn't failure. You know, you don't fail, you learn, you pick yourself up and you go, I won't do that again. Um, Or you go, that didn't work, but maybe this will. Or, you know, um, I, I was listening to yourself talking to Bob Morton, Yep. And yeah, you know, and, and Bob's saying it's that positive approach for going you know what, what happened there how did that make you feel about it uh, which is a phrase I, I, I hate because it, it makes everyone boo coaching. <laughs> um, but it is the, the first response to everything is emotional. Um, you know it, it, even when uh, I've had issues with my knee for a while um, uh, walking in the room just now uh, it cracked. My it didn't hurt, but I said ow and I felt pain, because I knew that the noise meant it could hurt. So my first response wasn't anything actually physical; it was an emotional response. And you know, you you then work from that point. So how did you feel? Except for when I taught someone who I think is probably psychopathic, genuinely psychopathic, who we were reversing around the corner, and and I said, how do you feel about that? And she looked at me and went, what do you mean emotionally? Um, <laughs> And um, I yeah I I genuinely you know uh, she she was fascinating I I loved teaching her it was great but no we didn't do feelings
0: um, I mean so i have interrupting you because I've got to say when you said that I featured <laughs> Hannibal Lecter when you said that a very attractive version of Hannibal Lecter then right, yes fair possibly <laughs>
1: um, you know she 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 was she was absolutely lovely but there was the that cold stare. Yes, she had that dead, dead, you know, off path, no problem at all. Um, (laughs) So, so yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, I I think when I, when I discovered that, when I discovered actually look for what you've achieved from not, not achieving it, not succeeding to the point of, you know, um, and we, we all say it, how many people failed their test um for one thing but that one thing was 99 percent of the test they ignore the other 30 whatever minutes that they drove beautifully yeah you know th- why do we have this imbalance our brains designed to be negative um i i refuse um I, you know some lovely people have said that you know they, they've h- commented about my positivity um I, you know, was one of the things I do class as a bit of a failure was positivity week, uh, which at the time was, was brilliant. Um, uh, very big on, on Facebook, people who weren't on Facebook at the time might not have experienced it, but um, it was just going, Yeah, you know, as an industry, we tend to focus on fault. So let's, let's have a week of just being amazingly positive. Um, and then like all of us, I got busy. And rather than having this time to say, "Oh, let's all be positive," because I, yeah, I haven't got a full diary. I suddenly had a full diary. I was going, "I'm struggling to be positive. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be positive for other people. I need to be positive for me." Um, but I, yeah, you know, I, I think that positive approach um, is is really important. So, th- just to think about what you said about the fact you either use or don't use the word failure. Um, I. I think what I do is I, I I challenge whether it is a failure. Yeah. Um, I I don't I don't like words having power, which mm. is really silly because I think they've got huge power. Actually, I think when we use the right word, we can we can change so much. But I think we have to decide what that means. I don't think the word test. You know why? You can call it something else if you want, um, and it is an assessment because you know of how it works. But do you know what let's just make it that we it, it's it's a you know it's the same as testing you brushing your teeth something you do every day yeah that you know it, it, it it's just a thing um and yeah word, say so words do have power and, and yeah there's different people that have different takes on Definitely.
0: one of the other things I'd, and again i'll be fascinated to hear your take on this is I sort of put the emphasis more on, well, let's go and show the examiner how good you are. Let's go, and, let's go yeah. and show them what you can do. And you know what? Even if you do fail, you're going to take a learn from that because, you know, I think of it this with the example I use a lot as well is imagine you're on your test, you're reversing back and you're about to a lamppost, the examiner says stop. It's better that, that happens on the test and the day after the test when there's no one to say stop, and then you're reversing to a lamppost. You know, I know which seminar I, were, I yeah. prefer out them too
1: so. I, I love that phrase. Take a learn from that. Um, I yeah, I, I think it is, isn't it? it? It's what can you take away? Um, I, yeah, I I think it's it's always the positive. It's it's got to be. Um, yeah. it it you know, there, there isn't a benefit any other way.
0: I mean, obviously, we spoke there about NLP and about hypnotherapy, and you say so you're a trained hypnotherapist.
1: I did a course in it. Right. Um, I, I'm a big believer in hats. Um, I, I, I've never found my hypnotherapist hat. Um, uh, my instructor hat is very comfortable. I, I have no problem being a driving instructor. Um, I like challenging myself, but as long as I know my stuff, um, uh, the... the. the I, and, a a quote inside of uh, Ian Brett and myself, my business partner and myself, um, is uh, know your shit, don't show your shit. Mm. Um, So, you know, it's, you've got to to have that foundation. You've got to have that knowledge behind what you're talking about. I don't like talking when I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I can make it up as I go along, but I want the foundations to be there. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's, you know, that, that's a large part of what i do and the hypnotherapy i love it i recommend it to everybody for everything um test nerves um if if you know people have got health conditions as well we don't know how to relax hypnosis is is based in relaxation and you know, being able to do amazing things. Um, my my son slept through from two weeks because I was studying hypnosis at the time, so I was practicing on, on the other half, um, and I swear that that's why he he's just been brilliant. And I used to be able to put him into a trance, getting him to to focus on the back of his hand, and you just watch him kind of drift off. Um And yeah, but I, I I've never I've never felt like I am a hypnotherapist.
0: I mean, I find it fascinating because about two years ago, let's not get my years mixed up because I'm not even sure what year we're in now. I think it was 2019. I got a lot of help personally and I had hypnotherapy. I had uh, someone help me meditation and sort of like my my spiritual health and and that side Mm -hmm. of it. And it was just ridiculously beneficial. And I think there's a really flippant view on it when you look from the outside. Again, I'm not training anything. I was on the the Mm receiving end of it. I think that people... Uh, too quick to dismiss it I think it's uh, for me well I can say it's from my benefit my perspective was a massive benefit to me
1: yeah it if everything is inside your head you you controls everything um you know your your brain is doing all these things without you knowing about it If, if there's a problem if you're in a restaurant and there's an issue with your order you don't necessarily talk to the waiter or to the to the chef, you go straight to the person in charge because you want to address it. You know, you want to get something sorted. But when we have a problem, emotional problem, which none of us are particularly good at dealing with anyway, um, it's a state of how the world is now, uh, or a physical problem. Why don't you go straight to to the top? You know, go straight to the thing that's in charge and is controlling it and and try and make sure that things are in alignment yeah um and i am the least i'm gonna change that i was the least spiritual person you've ever met um you know i've never been a fan of organized religion um and i i kind of you know everything was quite scientific as as i was growing up um you know for me i I took that kind of approach I, i did the hypnosis and i i ended up referring to myself as being spiritual um, I discovered pantheism, um, which I found fascinating. And if I had to hang my hat on a hook, that would probably be it. Not my hypnotherapy hat, because I haven't got one, but I, you know, <laughs> a, a, another hat. Um, uh, and yeah, and, and I, you know, I really did come out of it kind of having a much more enlightened view. I lost the anger. I had a nightmare when, when I was growing up with, with stress and anger and actually went to a healer that, you know, waved her hands around. Which I don't think was anything to do with her waving her hands around and you know blue light and and stuff. It was she gave me time to lay there, chill out, relax, and she listened to me yeah. and let me talk. That's what I think, and I, you know I might be wrong. She might have had magical powers, and I accept that. I don't poo poo <laughs> it. For me, it wasn't that. It was an opportunity to to centre myself, and I, that I bring into my training. Of, of you know how do people need people need to understand themselves how do you understand yourself if you're too busy with the outside world um
0: yeah i mean that, that's fascinating and, and I, I get what you're saying there about centering yourself and, and, and being at almost at peace with like with a the healer there because again probably back around towards the yeah, end 2019 i started meditation i'm really really sporadic you know never consistent it was mm-hmm. really only this year over this last lockdown i got consistent and I can notice now, if I go a few days without meditating, I start to feel it, uh, like, almost like a, a tension. It, it's, yeah. it's odd, it's an odd feeling, but, you know, I'm not going to advise anyone to do it or advise anyone else to do it because I, I don't know, I'll do what's right for me, but I advise anyone to give it a go. But, you know, you said something interesting there as well, just earlier about um, wearing a certain hat. And I think I wanted to touch back on something you said right at the beginning when you used the phrase perked my attention a little bit of just an instructor. And I don't know how I feel about that phrase because it almost sounds derogatory, the word just. Mm -hmm. Yes. Whereas there's nothing wrong with being an instructor at all. And if that's what you are, then that's brilliant. But to me, you strike me as someone that is much more than that because of the... stuff you do above and beyond if that makes sense
1: but I don't think it is above and beyond I think what is often when you come into the job you're handed a green badge and you're told that you teach learner drivers the world is so much bigger than that the opportunities are so much bigger than that and the the people that become instructors I, I have if, if you if you want to and you are happy going out doing a lesson teaching a learner and and, and that's all you want to do I 100% respect it, support it and, and that's awesome. Do it as best you can. That's all I ask of people. So I just I just want instructors to be a positive role model for their learners and for, 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 you know, for everything that we, we stand for. Um, but actually you, you know I, I, I've spoken I've learned very early on not to assume that the person opposite you isn't an expert in the subject you're talking about. Because you can sit at that test centre, you can have an ex-GP on your right, an ex-lawyer on your left, um, all wearing shorts and a T-shirt. Um, and then, you know, the other instructor that's there, um, you know, might have had a, a background in, in rock music. Um, and they're all in that one place with a shared green badge. And it, that unites us, um, possibly pink one. Um, you know which i, I always think we, we we devalue that they have as much to bring to the table it's not like when you're starting out in something because we're dealing with with life skills and those people have life skills um, so do your pupils equally but you know i, I just think with instructors we, we so often assume that we have this lack of knowledge in the industry when actually what we've got is too much and it's too broad Uh, um, very rarely do you come across a driving instructor who hasn't got a good idea one of the things that we want to do with the DITC um, we've finally got finished uh, some badges that we, we're, we're gonna be allocating to, to different people. Uh, so there's a members badge, it's founder members badge. Um, there's gonna be a CPD providers badge to, to kind of bring, bring things together. And one of them um, uh, is a, a startup badge for if someone's got an idea, you know we'll use your podcast as a, as a perfect example that they want to set out and do it that we want to be able to link link them with people who can do the graphic design who can do the um the intros and outros um you know that kind of thing so that you've got the tools you need to go and get it done rather than talk about it um because we need those in the same way when you come in and you get qualified as an adi And you haven't been trained and, you know, therefore qualified as an accountant, a marketeer, an advertising expert, a social media expert, um, a (laughs) counsellor, whatever those other skill sets are, and they're huge, um, an accountant. Uh, which has always might been my failing, um, it, you know, is, is, which is weird because I spent lockdown advising people about grants. And <laughs> I, I, I know the self-assessment tax return backwards now. Um, but my, my family found it hysterical as me stood there. Um, and I was genuinely, first lockdown, it was 16-hour days, um, putting stuff together, helping people. The phone didn't stop. And, uh, I, you know, it was great because I, I, I felt like I was doing something. I didn't have to focus on me. If I'd have stopped and focused on me, the world would have ended. So I got to keep myself going that way. And, um, you know, it, yeah, it, that understanding of all of the skills that you need, you know, that is what a driving instructor is. So actually, we understand, it's an in joke, if you like. We understand as an instructor, we're not just anything. The, the, you know, because actually, a driving instructor is just someone who is paid to sit there while the person next to them drives and learns. Yeah. We know that th- there's no real evidence to show and this isn't saying that they that is it's not true. There's no evidence to show that driving instructors help the process. Um potentially there's evidence to show that they don't. But um th- that study hasn't been done. So we are paid to sit there potentially because mum and dad don't want to. Yeah. Now that's not the view that I hold but it's a perfectly reasonable one what you know and i I love it when i get a pdi who gets sits in the car and they just suddenly go do you know what this isn't what i thought it was about (laughs) um you know it's a different world it's not just about sitting there it's it's not because i'm good at driving it's not because i enjoy driving because you're a professional passenger um you're not a driver. And you're you're going to sit there and you're going to support this person and you're going to be working with their heads and their feet, and you're going to be trying to get the two to work together. And then you're running a business because by default we're self-employed. We're not naturally self-employed people. We're not jumping out there and setting up businesses necessarily. Some are. Um, uh, I have a habit of doing so, but I um, you know I I, I think we're self-employed by default and therefore why would we have those levels of experience so I think it's the fact that we need those different hats those different job roles and the fact that we come from backgrounds with um, massive experience um, it's yeah it's it's my in joke of just a driving instructor because I've never met someone who is I'm waiting
0: to I think What you've just spoke about there probably sums up exactly the the premise behind this podcast in there's going to be a hell of a lot of people that might listen to this and are almost angered by what you're saying there. Like, well, I'm not paid to, you know, to, to be a coach. or I'm not doing this to, to counsel. I'm not, you know, and I think earlier on I mentioned going above and beyond and that's, that's my old mentality. You know, it's only really the past 18 months where I've, I've switched and I've started looking to develop myself. That used mm-hmm. to be my mentality. And I just think it, it's, it's fascinating, that, that resistance. And that's kind of, I say what this podcast is about, hoping that we can change a few of those, but more aimed at the people like I was and like I am now that are looking to find ways to change. But I'd, I'd be intrigued to know what you would say to those people now that are calling, essentially calling bullshit on what, what you're saying there.
1: We, we, we've probably met, and they probably already have. Um, <laughs> our, I, I welcome them, and I enjoy the conversation. And do you know what? They've just proven themselves wrong because they're open to the conversation. They're listening to the podcast. We hope they haven't hit stop. <laughs> Um, and and actually, everybody knows there's more to it. It's not what you thought it was at the beginning. And I haven't got to the final page yet. I don't think it is what you think it is at the end. I think um, there's always there's always the next step, but some of us take longer to take that step. For for me, and and you know, going back to what the DITC has been been created for is how do you find that if it's not there for you yeah before you were doing this 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 podcast it didn't exist so how can people find that help um it how do you join the dots you know we've got some brilliant associations Uh, i've got a lot of time for the associations and you know I, i know them all all quite well um you know the people that are involved and we're not trying to be an association we it's one of the it's easier to say what we're not a lot of the time, so we're not an association we're not selling CPD. Um, it doesn't mean that we're not going to promote it and it doesn't mean we're not going to provide it at some point, you know we we and I have run CPD courses. Um, and, but we're we're trying what we're trying to do is give people a place to find the things. So if, you, if, you, if your belief of what a driving instructor is, is someone who sits there like your instructor was and tells you how to do it until you get it right and criticizes you for missing the mirror check every time, or more importantly, the blind spot check, why do we stick to mirror signal maneuver and then say, but you didn't check your blind spot? It's not in mirror signal maneuver. <laughs> it, it, why, why don't we, and my preference, look tell do and discuss what look is about and look tell do i i think it's awesome um you know it, 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 because it's it's limited ltd limited so it's as simple as you can get um it's also learn to drive ltd <laughs> learn to drive look includes the blind spot and includes the environment that you're in so you know it, it's about discovery um and i love it that it's about discovery so it's, it's about what do you need to know to make the right decision tell signal means indicate and we know that it's not about indicate because we've got brake lights position reverse lights and attitude of of, of the car and speed and, and everything else so it's about communicate so make sure that you are communicating well even if you're doing something stupid make sure it's really obviously stupid because then everyone else will get out of your way so look tell no one can spell manoeuvre it's one of the 40 most misspelled words in the english language i, I hate the word manoeuvre and none of your pupils use the word manoeuvre except for in a driving context yeah do do is two letters i can spell two letters and it's it's memorable look tell do why do we make it complicated uh, let let alone going to MSPSL or MSPSGL, depending if you include the G. Yeah. Um. What? <laughs> Who's thrown up? Someone's thrown up alphabeti spaghetti across the page and said, "Right, we'll make that into a driving instructor's manual," because we've got enough letters as it is. I apologies. We brought along DITC and added. Them. <laughs> um. But we, we're going with the collective a lot of the time because it's not a set of letters. Um. But look, tell do. It, let's keep it simple. And if if what we're taught isn't what we're delivering, and if what we're delivering, learning to drive, isn't actually what we what the pupil is doing at the end of it, they're learning to get to their friend's house. They're learning to get a job that is better than the one they would have got otherwise. That's much bigger. So for all of those people that 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 you know that do call bullshit on it. Um, I, I appreciate that, I, I really do and, and I've been there and I've, I've realised that actually they need to find their truth for for them to be able to move forward and it might not be coaching because coaching is a labelled product um, it might just be that they want to feel that they're engaging with their pupils better yeah. now I might call that rapport they don't, that's fine I don't care um you know let's get it so that they can engage with their pupils better because we know that we get on better and if we get on better we get better results i'll take that so they're proving me right by the fact that they're listening they are proving me right by the fact they care and they're arguing about it what it is is our language isn't joining up you know so let's find a way that it does I hate the phrase coaching absolutely detest it because I don't think what we do is and I, I seem to remember Bob mentioned that on your podcast <laughs> that, that I, 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 when I started I was a conversational instructor um and that's what I felt I did and then I discovered coaching and I kind of went oh okay that sort of fits in with my with my feeling And then it was um, getting in the car and saying to your pupils, you know, what would you like to do today? And I was like, they don't know, because I haven't communicated well with them as to what the purpose is. Why are we here? Um, So I started doing that more. I I spoke to them and I said, what are you looking for out of this? You know, what what do you think a good driver is? Because actually that's trying to achieve that. And then if we can figure out what a good driver is, what would a good driver do? what are your worries you know i'm worried about stalling good let's go and stall the car um because actually it's not as scary as you think it is let's go let's go and figure out what this this clutch is what is your understanding of the world and and how can we how can we work with it rather than me try and tell you my version of driving um and and i now do the same thing with instructors um i do the same thing with my theory training that you know we make so many assumptions we we it, go and keep keep doing those questions until you get the answers right isn't good enough but the dvsa are using words that people haven't come across have you ever asked someone to pull up next to next to the telegraph pole and got a blank look it's pull up next to the tree with no leaves and branches oh that thing <laughs> You know, they're, they're not words that are being used by the people we're teaching. So why should they understand them? I could teach in French, potentially. I don't speak French, but I'll give it a good go. <laughs> um, and you, they, there's no more reason that they should understand me than if I was teaching it in English, if I'm not using their language. So say the same, same for instructors, same for PDIs as well. Um, don't believe everything you're told. Argue with it. Ask why. If there's not a good enough why, then don't do it but if there is a good enough why take it on board and see what you think
0: i mean that's a, a really impassioned response and i'm going to try and come back to a few things once you've said that but what i'm going to mention is this is obviously an audio podcast but i'm going to get that clip of your expressions talking about mspsl and put that out because there were some interesting expressions going on there <laughs> um, yeah one thing i wanted to mention um was going back to sort of right back to the beginning when we spoke about above and beyond and again i think that's my perception because the perception is that like you said we just teach people to drive you get in wind structure and then you're done so for me above and beyond is above that but in reality that's not that's substandard in in a lot of ways we should be doing what we're doing now and that that should be the norm what you're talking about should be the norm in reality and I think that, mm-hmm. and again, I include my old self in this. The people teaching below that level are doing it, I think, maybe through laziness. Through, they don't know how to do it better than that. It's, it's a get-out sometimes.
1: I, I think it's it's that thing of when your pupil phones you, you know, an inquiry, they're not your pupil yet, an inquiry phones you, and they, they, they buy based on the inquire, based on the, the three P's price pass rate personality. Do you sound nice on the phone? because if you don't, why would they book? Um, pass rate because that's what they're trying to achieve at that moment in time that's what they think they're trying to achieve and price because that is important to them but actually what they're asking is value. And I will always sell on value and I will always always say to them you know you, you, you say you know I'm, I'm charging uh, you know, X amount for a lesson. I won't go down the price route, but I'm charging <laughs> X amount for, for a lesson, and um and you know, or well, I can get that for for half that amount down the road. And you say, to them, oh, what do they include in their lessons? And it's a driving lesson, isn't it? Mm, okay, so you know, burger from from McDonald's is equivalent to a bur- burger from I don't know, Gordon Ramsay, um, and and you know, are the ingredients the same? Is the process the same? And is the satisfaction you're going to get at the end of it the same? Let's compare like for like. And I think it, it goes for instructors and it goes for pupils. We shouldn't judge people for not seeing that value if we don't tell them what that value is. Yeah. That w- Why should you know? Why should you, you know, so it's it's, it's a lack of education. It's not our fault. That sounds like a really blaming statement. You're not educated. No, you haven't been given the opportunity yet to discover otherwise. So I'll keep banging the drum. I will, um, in in a less, um, you know, on my soapbox way, we'll set up a platform where, between your lesson, come and have a look at the, you know, the articles that we're popping onto the website and discover how... Uh, you can use a dog training technique to improve your particularly male driver's ability to uh, not get carried away on a faster road. Uh, That is one of the articles that is on there, Uh, came from an article that I read from a really well-known dog trainer in America, looked at her technique and went, we can use that with drivers. So I I repurposed it. Um, How to get prices higher a lovely driving instructor you know, <laughs> staple um, but actually not saying you're not charging enough saying what do you think you're worth what do you think your lesson is worth let's take the instructor out of the equation for a minute what's the lesson worth what's the value in it and and what should people be paying for that kind of product um and you know they're, they're probably our top two at the moment uh, articles for want of a better phrase um uh, and they're both you know five minute reads they're not they're not you know pages and pages long um because i haven't got the attention span to write a book i've tried i'll get to the end of the first chapter and i've given up so you know an article is what you'll get and um i don't it's not i don't care i i don't object if people don't like it or do like it um yeah, my, my ego loves it when they when they say it's brilliant. I, I won't lie. I, I love it when people go. Do you know what I really enjoyed that because it makes it worthwhile. But I equally enjoy people saying I didn't like it if they tell me why. Why didn't you like it? What is it that you didn't connect with? Is it that you don't you've never had a pupil that is adrenaline driven and you know uh, and it's hard to control. And they struggled to control themselves because I wasn't a boy racer. That wasn't me. Didn't enjoy driving. Didn't like driving. But I tell you what, temper-wise, um, when I was younger, I really struggled. Um, and until you know, one day, when I promise you, it was that flick of a switch, and that just changed me. And and I just went, "You can't live life like this. I need to change how I am." And um, that I, I i just switched i changed overnight and you know when, when I talk to pupils in the car about it um, if, if they have similar issues um, or you know they, they feel aggression in that way um, I'll, I'll chat with them about it and they're like but you're the most chilled back, laid back person, Uh, you know, nothing's bothering you. I've nearly killed us at three roundabouts and, and you're still going, yeah, be fine. Don't worry. Yeah, we'll get there. I'm here to back you up and stop it from going wrong. And, and, you know, yeah, that, that was a skill that I needed to learn. So if it's not the skill that's right for you, maybe there's something that you can discover that is.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, during that, you mentioned a couple of words. You mentioned, well, you mentioned a lot of words. <laughs> um, Sorry. <but> you, <laughs> no, uh, you mentioned the words blame and I think uh, <laughs> criticise or criticism. And I think they're they're key words because I listen to these podcasts back, obviously, when I record editor and I, I always like to listen back as well because I find that listening to you guys afterwards is like listening to it again, uh, new for me, because I'm not involved in yeah. the conversation at that point. And, but I hear myself then And at times I feel like I'm being really, really critical of our industry, what what I say. And I can't even decide whether that's my intention or not sometimes because I think there is a lot of problems within the industry, but there's also a hell of a lot of good there. So, you know, when I sit back and I say, um, you know, these people that aren't putting the effort in or they're providing a three out of 10 service, well, there are people doing that. and. And I think that if you're offended by me saying that, you're probably someone that is providing a free out of 10 service. Um, So I I found that quite interesting. But in fact, that leads me to the the next point. And this is going back to something you said previously. And I know you said it in jest, but about people hitting stop partway through the podcast. (laughs) We can talk about them now. They've gone. (laughs) Yeah, They've
1: gone. We can say what we like.
0: Well, I can see the data on when people stop listening. And... (laughs) I listened back to, you mentioned the Bob Morton coaching podcast episode. Um, I went back and looked at that and there's a significant drop-off. I think it's about 40 minutes in. There's like, I can't remember the percentage, but a significant drop-off. I went back and listened to it. It's when he was talking about the school of mum and dad versus instructors and talking about how we're in, not the wrong, but what we can do to improve rather than blaming the school of mum and dad. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: at that point, people stopped listening. and I thought that's that's ridiculously telling so you know be interested to look back at this episode and see when people (laughs) stop listening um I also just want to touch back on on something you said there about what I look tell and do because again I I find a lot of this stuff I'm sure there's other instructors you know when I when I say this stuff I'm saying it almost as as people listening rather than me if that makes sense i'm sure there's other people that feel this yep. that they discover those things that you've just explained they discover it by accident. it's like the look tell do thing i think i do something similar and it was baxter i had a student come from another instructor it was last year sometime whatever that was and she said to me i can't remember mirror signal maneuver i said why are you remembering it well, why try to remember it you don't need to remember it. what are you doing in a sense and she said i said what is your mirror what are you doing she goes well I'm checking it safe I said right what, what's the signal aspect well, I'm telling people what I'm doing yeah and then what are you doing after that she goes well then I'm doing it I said right so you're checking it safe telling people what you're doing and you're doing it and it was like you could just see this you know flashy realisation come across the face yeah. no problem and I've tried to incorporate that more since and that was an accidental discovery so I found it really interesting yeah. that you you were talking about that um before we move on to the the itc proper i do just want to touch on on your group because i know that you had one of if not the first facebook group for instructors it, um, it was
1: the first I'm, I'm, I'm putting putting claim
0: to that definitely <laughs> um i mean look, there are other places you've spoke about that so i don't want to go into too much detail on that but i'm intrigued to know what initial if any problems you found with that
1: two words the problems were driving instructors. <laughs> um, so, um, it no, interestingly, it was communication. It was taking people who should, and I'm not convinced that everyone does, but should be good at communicating um, and putting them into the written word. Humor, sarcasm, does not translate well in writing. Um, and I got a reputation because this was before my face was, you know, um, was as known as, as it has been because I hadn't really discovered things like the conferences that go on. And, you know, so I was just a, a, a Facebook name on a screen. I think it was a PDI as well at the time, but, you know, I've, I've always liked to, uh, to th- think big of myself. Um, the uh, the What I was writing, I had this image of being, 60 plus and having no sense of humor um and i I love a love a laugh and a joke i just identified that in communicating in text form on on facebook the second you try to be funny and i've made the mistake myself but the second try to be funny or sarcastic it doesn't translate so the, the issues were personality clashes because people read what they wanted to They heard what they wanted to. And they, people don't, we're self-employed. We're our own bosses. They don't like being told off in inverted commas. Um, so you've got to have a set of rules, which you would think instructors like because we've got the highway code, we like our rules. This is how we work. We work inside a system, a system that we understand and works they don't like that when it's someone else's rules and um, people don't like being challenged because we're gods of our own cars. So, you know, that instructor mindset and, and this was pre-coaching as well. So I think coaching has actually softened that a little bit. Yeah. People are happier to have a debate or a discussion, more importantly, a discussion. Then it was an argument. It was me versus you. Um, so, we work through that and what is notable um, and, and it's not just me that says it, but, you know, my admin team, uh, Carol Thomas and and Johnny um, and you know, had uh, Mike previously as well uh, who's not in the industry anymore but um, you know they've been awesome. Uh, don't get paid for it. That's the other thing. we don't get paid to do it. It's as if you're doing a paid job so people can abuse you <laughs> um, but you're not it's it's all voluntary. And the number of hours, and it was always on a night, you know, the one night out with my other half, it'd all kick off and I'd be sitting there trying to resolve an issue. Um, uh, and, you know, she, she, she's a godsend because she's put up with me for, you know, doing all that. But um, the, the balance, social media is 24-7. Um, what we've seen time and time again, the, our group has survived when others haven't. Um, and we haven't had the as much inviting and we, we've actually worked through and found solutions to 100% 100% is about communication it's about uh, how you word things it's not about what you say you can be um, absolutely vile towards somebody as long as you say it in a way that is clear concise and they can understand and they'll choose not to like you but they won't necessarily cut you off because as long as you put you've made your position clear then they will understand it so it, everything is about communication and I remember when my uh, now 10 year old came along and driving instructors stepped up Instructors I didn't know got in touch and said, do you, do you need any tests covered? Um, you know, that was my first real insight into how awesome the community is. Um, uh, but I, I, we, we had a naming ceremony for him uh, where we, you know, family and friends came round, And it was kind of a what one thing would you like him to have through his life? And I said, good communication, because with that, you can solve anything. You know, it it really comes down to the ability for us to interact and get on, mm-hmm. um, and that for me is is where social media goes wrong, because Instagram people are communicating something that is not true. It is a chosen snapshot of their life. It's you know it, it it's not um, it's not reality. Um, uh, Facebook is is very often in words. Twitter as well. Is it, you know, anyone that can describe their life in 140 characters is better than I am at communicating. Um, I've never figured out haikus, but it's, it's that ability to communicate is key. And every single problem there's been on Facebook has been because of a lack of communication. I have, um, I, I often quote uh, an instructor who is no longer with us, um, uh, Liz uh, Sh- Sheridan, who uh, she hated me, mm-hmm. absolutely hated me. But I reached out and I said, "Look, I get it. And, you know, we don't have to like each other, but let's let's have a com- have, have a dialogue. And and we ended up being really good mates behind the scenes. You know, she'd send me, send, send me a, a screenshot and go, "Oh, look, they're talking about you," or you know, t- t- because she knew that I had a sense of humor about it. Um, and we did that by good communication. Um, and, you know, there's lots of instructors who hated me to begin with, and we've actually found a really good working relationship, and that they'll get in touch and say, that you'll be interested in this, or I'd like to know your take, because it would be different from mine. Um,
0: Yeah. Did you ever find, like you say, you've been, there's been talked about, there's been sort of abuse thrown your way, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Was there ever a time you found yourself holding back, or did you always just fit, were you able to almost shrug that off or did it ever affect you or? Uh,
1: it, it, yeah, I, you know, I it, definitely get it when it, it winds me up. Um, I've learned not to hit send. I, there's a lot of like, you know, massive amounts of messages that I've written and not sent. Um, that's always been my thing is, you know, take a step back, read it, and then decide if you want to send it. Do not put anything in writing that you wouldn't stand up and say in court. Um <laughs> And rem- remember that remember that humor doesn't work. Even though you think you've written it really well, somebody will misunderstand. Um, and I still fall into that trap. I, I love a I love a joke um, or you know just just pointing things out um, to someone about the way they've written something. Um, it's just not the way they read it. So yeah, I, I think yeah. So so often I, I, I've done it and I've bitten. But what I've also done is apologised afterwards and said, you know what, I shouldn't have said it. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't have responded that way. Which again is good communication, isn't it? We're all allowed to make dicks of ourselves at some point. Um, we've, we've all done it. Um, <laughs> you know, that's, that's all fair enough. The, it's then what you do after that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's about managing that, uh, that, that relationship. And we do that in the car. We do that between each other waving to other instructors i that that that's worse than having a go at me on facebook is is when you know and i appreciate if you're doing an emergency stop don't do that (laughs) um i i get it i just assume people are doing that or they're busy doing other things so i don't take it personally but you know the instructor the one instructor that never waves to anybody I'm just like, do you know what? We're all in the same, well, what is it that COVID was we're all in, we're all in, in, in different boats, but in the same ocean. Um, but yeah, we are, we're all in, in the same mess together. Let's at least just share a bit of a knowing look. I was thinking, it's the same as when I see another bloke sat outside the women's changing rooms at, uh, in a shop um, you know, while they're, they're busy trying the clothes on or such. And and you see that look between the two of you. Kind of yeah. going, yeah. I've been, I've been here for an hour as well, and I've had enough. And we both know we're going to go back to that first outfit in the first shop, and that's the one that's going to you know <laughs> going to get bought. And it's that no, just those knowing looks. And there's plenty of other examples. That's just one of mine. But um, it is yeah, those knowing looks. And and I just think we can share that as an instructor, the in jokes.
0: Yeah. That's where masks are harder at the minute. It's harder to have <laughs> face covered. Um, so yes, I'm yes, having I'm I'm one for nodding. I'm very much a nodder. If I feel that a wave is appropriate, I wave. But you know, if you've got a particularly yeah. nervous student, sometimes I won't. So I nod. Yeah. But like now, it's like I don't feel that like this is noticeable. So yes,
1: the um, uh, Adrian Carter, who is the face whisperer. I don't know if you've come across her. Um, no. she's. Well worth checking out. Um, oh. It's got a really good relationship with instructors, and I went on her course for face reading. Um, uh, it's based on uh, the, the the TV series Lie to Me was based on Paul Ekman's work um, looking at micro expressions in in faces, which are universal. And she she's like the the UK version, a version of of the guy in Lie to Me. Um, and she's it's fascinating, but w- one of the it's one of the best courses I've been on, which really helped with my instructing and my life and everything else, but was nothing to do with being an instructor. And it wasn't about reading my pupils' faces. It was actually accurately assessing the person who's come the other way. When my pupil went, yeah, that was fine. And I went, that person was angry. There was actual anger showing on their face. So, you know, that's the response that you've caused. Um, and being able to to assess. And when someone comes towards you telling, you know, are they angry? Are they are they upset are they are they um you know do they find it funny that's really helped the mask as you say has, has caused a massive barrier she's got a pdf that sort of shows you know how you can read people with just their eyes yeah um well worth a look <laughs> uh, and something i always get on the ditc side actually but yes i'll uh, yeah,
0: have to get that one up there speaking of ditc which is the driver instructor and trainers collective yes Yes. Close enough anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, I'm going to open this up a little bit very broad. Talk to me about it. Tell me what it is. Tell me what the purpose is. Tell me how it started. I know we've dipped in and out, hmm? sort, of, sort of specifically around it.
1: When when you come into the industry, we, we've invented something that we're calling pre-PDIs. Um, you know, they've always existed. We've just given them a label. Because when you're looking to become a driving instructor, um, it's really hard to find something that isn't sales pattern or possibly you know, DVSA fact, um, but that's just the minimum standards as we've established and the criteria for passing. They don't tell, the DVSA don't, because it's not their job and I don't expect them to. Um, they don't tell you how to do the job. They don't tell you that actually, you know, yes, you need to be able to deliver instruction um, whatever that means. Uh, but they don't say, and you need to be able to market yourself and you need to be able to, um, you know, to, you need to be able to work with people on stuff that isn't necessarily driving because it will affect their driving. Um, the, the you know, some of the stuff's touched on, on the, in the DVSA book, um, Better Drivers, as Better Driver Training, we did object slightly to the name. Um, <laughs> but the... Uh, you know in in, in that book they, they talk about the human factors it doesn't get covered um, in in the, the information that's put out there so and you get promise the earth uh, work the hours that you want laughable um, you know earn 30 to forty thousand pounds a year it's not impossible but you know good good luck getting there uh, especially when you first start out um, and, and all of these things that are you know are real sales patter challenges um how do you find the truth behind it and now you can't even say to a local instructor can I come and shadow a couple of lessons um you know because that's difficult uh, not impossible but difficult yeah. so you know tr- trying to find that out and, and then we all get biased and we all you know we all hate what went wrong for us um, so you get a lot of independence that, you know, if you mention a an, um, a, a national franchise, um, you know, they're all evil. Yeah. It's not, as long as you know what you're going into. Read the contract is my biggest thing. People don't. We, you know, it's, it's that thing of when you get an app or a bit of software and it says, you know, please read the terms and, yeah, you just click accept. We do that and we're a business. We can't afford to do that. The same with pupils. I, you know, we work on trust. It's all right until it goes wrong. Yeah. And COVID's seen a lot of going wrong um, with with contracts and, and franchises and situations um, and cars and you know all sorts. So we 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 were very aware that it's a badge of honour. If you're not if you haven't made that mistake or one of those mistakes, you're not a driving instructor. You know, we, we laugh about it again it's in jokes but actually we should have a platform so that we can find information we can discover what's really out there we can find the tools that are going to benefit us and we know where to go and it's not necessarily going to be the place with the answer it'll be the place with the signpost to the answer or you know, it will join the dots the industry middleman um so that's that's largely what the DITC is there's the website which is you know free access um might get a members area there's 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 one set up by a driving instructor who has made our website because that's what he also does we're keen on you know engaging with industry expertise from outside of the industry as well um and you know we we're working with all of those things. There is, as as you know, there's the the members um, level as well. So what we're also offering is a subscription, keeping it really cheap, £6 a month. Um, And one of the first and big uh, uh, success stories was that we negotiated with Totem, who used to be NUS Extra, Uh, but basically it's a student card because that's the language that people understand. Um, We don't care what it's called. It's a student card Um, to get discount, to recognize professional learning that on as a driving instructor on your lesson, you are continuously learning what works and what doesn't. As we said earlier, it's not failure. It's learning. Um, And instructors are doing that constantly and to meet their criteria. We've, Um, we we've explained that process and they have accepted that process that as long as you're reflecting for two and a half hours worth of lessons not for two and a half hours but for two and a half hours worth of lessons a week you meet the criteria to be a professional learner instructors are doing that for far more pdis are definitely doing it so you can get a student card as part of the membership and we we're saving more than it's costing to to be a member on you know, on, on sort of almost a monthly basis with the, the savings yeah. that are available. Um, and, and we want to do more of that. So there's gonna be savings and benefits for, um, for, for the membership. And, you know, there's going to be exclusive stuff coming through. Uh, we had a brilliant meeting this morning with a, a company that have an app um, that we're gonna be putting out in the next probably couple of weeks once we've sorted out the small print um, of opportunities we might have achieved my holy grail, which is a free cup of coffee every week for driving <laughs> instructors um, or tea or hot chocolate or whatever you want, but, uh, or vegan, whatever uh, the alternative is. Um, sorry. I um, know your market. Uh, so, so, you know, offering support and benefits, um, offering opportunities as well. We want to represent what the industry is there. Um, to, to quote another NLP presupposition uh, the map is not the territory um, which is something that took me a long time to understand but your, how you see things and how I, how I see things are our perspectives but they are not necessarily what, to, what is actually there it's our perspective of what's there so the industry hasn't got a map you know they've got how individual instructors see it and how it is sold to us through a lens, but we haven't got a map. We haven't got a place we can go to and go right. This is this. This is this. You know, this is the company or companies that provide diary, um, you know, uh, alternatives to a paper diary. You know, digital alternatives. Um, we uh, haven't got a, a you know um, associations. You know, go to uh, NASP are the one that are pushed, but there are others and. Um, if you don't know what is there, how can you choose what's best for you? You know, I, I, I have a, a, a 10-year-old who doesn't like eating, you know, trying new foods, but he has just discovered curry, and, you know, I now accept that I don't need to get a DNA test done. Um, but he is... <laughs> um, he, he 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 was He was born on curry as well, because both my other half and I are big curry fans. But he... If he, if he doesn't try it, how's he ever going to know if he likes it? So it's not, I don't like that or I don't need that. It's, let's go and discover what it's about. And for me, that's what we're trying to create. Um, whether it will be exactly that in a year's time, um, I don't know, because what we're trying, what we want to do is to represent the industry and we're not the industry. We're just, you know, Ian, Ian and myself, just two people inside of it. Um, the more members we get, the more we can listen, and we can we can introduce things that are going to be of use to people. Um, but what we're trying to do is not to be an association. We we love associations. We think all instructors should be a member of at least one, because they are a way of connecting. Um, but we you know we want to we want to deliver that opportunity to engage, uh, and be an open door.
0: I. I uh, recently started using something called Linktree. Um, and for those <laughs> that don't know, it's just something where you put everything of yours. So, for example, all my podcasts are on there and it's got all links for Apple, Spotify, Google, all that. So you click on the Linktree and then pick whatever one you want. It feels to me like the DITC is like Linktree with more detail. There's a bit of that there.
1: I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, I know Linktree because uh, my other half is, is TikTok famous. And uh, Linktree is very big on TikTok um, because you've got one line to say who, you, how to contact you. You know, this is my YouTube or this is my my Twitter or Instagram. And we all know we have multiple contact points. So Link Linktree is a really good way of saying, all right, here's my contact to my multiple contact points. And what's what I love, and I. I um I, i'm a big this week i've become a big believer in in this going forward is that all instructors should have that all driving schools should have that um all associations should, should have that and i think we're gonna we're gonna advocate that because then you can manage your links if you stop engaging with facebook um you can take facebook off of that so you don't miss those opportunities but you give people other ones um, if you find a new platform and they don't always work out, um, you can add those as well. So yes, I I, th- I think that's a lovely way of describing it. And it is, um, yeah, hope, hopefully we're also bringing um, some flavor to it as well um, of, you know, the, the different areas. So people will discover new opportunities through that. Um, but I, I think having that, you know, the, the signposting to other places is is definitely what we'd like to do. Have you discovered um, uh, what three words? No. So what what three words? They've they've um, uh, they've divided the whole world up into uh, I think they're three meter squares, but you know into into squares, and each uh, location has three words that is a exact reference for that place. So your front doorstep will have three words associated with it um unfortunately they took all the funny ones out um because <laughs> I, I was desperate to find you know find some something thoroughly inappropriate to use <laughs> as my examples on my writer um but i think if, as an instructor what three words is a brilliant tool because if you've got a pupil here you know, the pupils that live in the n- middle of nowhere they know no one can find their house but they don't bother telling you why so if we all have on a, on our link tree a this is my what three words for for the location that I'm gonna you know that I meet people at in a you know, particular place or um, you know and you have what three words for your pupils um, that you could you can type it in and it will take you straight to that place right um, and yeah it, it's being used more and more so I think that, I think there's an, another one there it's not quite the same for us because we're we're roaming we're all <laughs> over the place but when when you're trying to find you know someone or you if you're arranging to meet someone at the local shopping center you can give them a, a very specific point to go and i will meet you at the cone duck donkey <laughs> um you know so so they they know exactly where you're at and if you're saying to them i'm by the exit and there's three exits we can avoid those those problems so you yeah, know that's where i'm meeting you so uh... worth a look
0: yeah, I'll give that one a nosy. Um, the at the moment, the people uh, that I'm getting on this podcast are people that I endorse, or that I've used, or that I believe in, or are showcasing something that I'm an advocate of. Going forward, I may change that and have some fun and get some people that completely disagree with At the minute, it's it's about things I endorse, and and I sort of accidentally stumbled across the DITC, and I was mightily impressed by it. Um, mightily impressed uh, with everything you've just said. I feel that, like you said, I think you used the word signpost. And I think it, I feel that that's the one. I'm, I'm, if I'm just talking Facebook group for a second, that's if now I had a question of I wanted to find something, yours is the place I would go. And I'm, it sounds like that's the, the goal you're aiming for above everything else. So, yeah, I, I would recommend to anyone that at the very least that they, they check it out. But there's two things that you said there to me that I think are game changers. I really do. And again, that's almost getting into the tagline, the tagline of this podcast again, the game changers. But I think that Tom card, the, the, the idea that you've, you've managed to get this, it, I just find that bonkers. you 100% right in what you're saying. We are learning. We are students. We are developing all the time. But I would never have put that two and two together. That two and two to me makes 47. That I don't get that. <laughs> But I think the fact you've done that is, is phenomenal. Um, and also the idea of pre-PDIs. I love that term. I really do. And just touching back on that for a second, do you? we, we spoke before about above and beyond not being accurate. Mm-hmm. Our standards should be higher. Then if you want to go above and beyond that, that's a different scenario. Pre-PDIs, is that the opportunity to instill that? So that you're coming into the industry with this, no, no, these aren't our standards. No one can see this. I'm raising my hands. <laughs> These aren't our standards. Yeah. These are our standards. I think that's yes. the opportunity to do it.
1: Yeah, um, I I think it's the same with learners as, as well. Um, that you know what what we'd love to be able to do is to get into schools and deliver some kind of understanding of the process of learning to drive. Um, you know, to, to work with those with, with with people as as they come through. Um, you know, starting with you know education of, of driving around with kids in the car um the same thing goes for for mm-hmm. coming into the industry you know people are coming into the industry because they they want to how many how many of those people then say to you oh, yeah, i've been thinking about this for years i've looked at it a few times we want to get them then yeah. not when they phone me up uh, and it you know, has happened numerous times during, during the, the last year, particularly where they phone up and they say, I've signed a contract with XYZ. I'm hoping there isn't an XYZ. <laughs> if, if so, just a random title, <laughs> I, I promise. Um, you never know in this industry, but um, I've signed, signed, signed a contract with these people and it's not what I thought it was going to be. Or I've now realized that I'm trapped in a, in a contract that even if I fail, and you know by not passing that part three three times um the training provider hasn't got me to the standard that they promised they would get me to if i fail that part three i've still got to pay the franchise for the next three years because that's the contract that i've signed Um, firstly no you shouldn't have signed that contract yes you should have read that contract but we've all been there you know if we can get in before they've signed and say these are the questions to be asking these are the the potential pitfalls these are the things the ingredients you need to know to decide whether you're going to like it or not you know um, they're, they're the ones that are going to to work for you possibly but wouldn't work for someone else or vice versa and you know national franchises can be amazing for some instructors they deliver exactly what they need awesome you know all for it um if it's with a franchise that is capping your earnings and you you are not able to get the best out of that for you as an individual, and therefore you're not delivering the best for your pupils because you're working yourself ragged. You know, work smarter, not harder. Um, I'm inherently lazy. Um, I, people always go, how'd you get so much done? But I've got a really short attention span with things. So I like bits, I like bits of stuff because then it keeps me interested. And that this, the job does that for me. Um, and I like finding easier ways to do things which involves hard work, but it gets better as it goes along. And, you know, yeah, if we can get into people at that point and say, yeah, there are opportunities, there are things to look out for, but we'll be honest, it's not all roses, then what, what better time to get them on board? And that benefits instructors because the quality goes up it benefits pupils it benefits trainers especially the independent trainers the, the you know the individual ones out there who are fighting against the mass marketing machines of you know of the likes of red aa bsm Bill plant who if you google they're the ones that come up at the top yeah it's really hard for us as two audit trainers who are delivering um, you know really bespoke and one-to-one PDI training that is designed at creating a driving instructor and not just passing a test to get that conversation to say have you considered whether you want a, a, a training scheme that continues after your part three that supports you as an instructor whether you go independent or whether you come with a driving school doesn't matter we'll mentor you through the process so you've got someone you can pick up the phone to um, you know, and and that's the other side of what we want the DITC to be. You have got someone you could pick up the phone to. Uh, you know, if it's me, I don't always know the answer, but I hopefully know someone who does.
0: I um, I love that ethos. Uh, and then just to sort of tie a bow on the, the the DITC, what's if you could set an end goal? Is there an end goal in mind, or is it open? Let's see what happens. If you could take it yeah. anywhere, where would you take it?
1: Ian would say world domination, but that's just because <laughs> he, he, he made the Lego Death Star at Christmas. Um, or his birthday, one or the other. But um, I, I think what I want is for the industry to be working for instructors and pupils um, to achieve life, life goals and life skills. So that we're moving away from minimum standards. Yeah. So it's it's about the maximising. You know, um, it's, it's that reach for the stars, and you might reach might reach the moon, um, rather than go. What's the bare minimum that I need to get away with? I dread the day that they bring in a minimum number of hours or a set amount of money for a lesson, because actually you're capping things. We never achieved anything by saying we'll do the minimum. Yeah, yeah. By by putting a cap on things, I I love the fact everybody does it differently. I don't want everybody to be the same, but I want us to be able to embrace the fact that everybody does it differently.
0: Cool. Now, uh, in your group, I asked if anyone had any questions for you. Now there were some interesting ones, but I've taken up a lot of your time already, so I'm only <laughs> going to ask one. Um, okay. What three words will you do use describe Ian Barrett? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, that's really, really difficult. Um, is, are they the three uh, words?
0: Really, really difficult.
1: He is. <laughs> that that would be perfect. But I, 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 you know, I, I think. Um, oh, it's it's four. I'm trying to get it down to three. <laughs> it's not quite good English, but um, oh, that'll work. My total opposite, right? <laughs> um, and because of that. That's why we work so well, because we 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 find a happy medium, we, you know, we challenge each other um, and and we do that and get on quite well. Uh, I married him. So, you know, um, I, I, I married to
0: for... him or married him and someone else.
1: I married him and someone else. Right. Um so uh but you know a lot of people thought we were going to marry each other. So we 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 thought we'd you know we'd at least prove a half <laughs> right. Um and I, I got to uh, uh with with uh along with the the bride's sister we got to to host the ceremony and and do all of that which was great. <laughs> um so uh we, it was it was good fun and lovely to be be part of but the um uh, there's even a picture of me cutting the cake with him, I think. Um, but, but the yeah, I, I think you know, yeah, my, my total opposite. Cool. Um, and I say that with with a hint of respect, but I won't admit that. If <laughs>
0: um, the last question, then, if you're you're leaving this episode now, what what one piece of advice, what one tip, what words of wisdom would you leave for, for instructors or, or PDIs now?
1: Um, Uh, I'll go with two things. Uh, The first one is read the contract before you sign it, um, because I think that solves a lot of problems in our industry. And the other one is uh, be open to change.
0: Um, Awesome. And I think wise words there on both parts with those ones. Um, right, so where can people find you? I will put all your details in the show notes, so if anyone's listening wants to go check them, then there'll be links as well, so I can go straight to you. But where can people find you? And where can they find the DITC? And is there anything else you want to promote?
1: I, I haven't yet got the um, the link tree sorted, so I can't use that. <laughs> um, but for finding me personally, Facebook is is always a, a good one. Um, but Google me and I come up somewhere. Um, <laughs> but the, the DITC is, is the, the, the best place for people to go as instructors. So it's the, the DITC, all as one word, .co.uk. And, uh, you know, you can get us for everything else through through there. So, so that's, that's the hub. That's the whole point. So go there and you'll find the other places if you need to.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today, Chris. It's been an absolute pleasure
1: enjoyed it thank you for the opportunity
0: so i'm sure you all enjoyed that one uh, chris is um not one who's frightened to give his opinion so it's always good to listen to what he's got to say because he's not going to mince his words i like his approach he's, he's he's taught me a few things today about maybe things i was a little bit scared to do on lessons but now i'm just going to fully commit to doing it's giving me a little bit more self-belief talking to him and hopefully it'll give you a little bit more self-belief just listening to him as always if you've got any feedback be sure to get in touch uh, with me or chris uh, all the, uh, the contact notes are in the show notes so you can just head over and click the link to, to get in touch with us if you're enjoying the episodes if you're listening anywhere like apple make sure you leave us a nice little five-star review and maybe even some glowing words of praise uh so yeah I wish you all a very good week and stay safe. So thank you for listening today. If you've enjoyed this podcast, make sure you click subscribe wherever you're listening so that the next one will drop straight into your podcast feed. If you want to get in touch with the show, head over at tcdrive.co.uk. You can get in touch with me by any method over there. And remember, let's just keep raising standards and stay safe you